Uh, on the anniversary of, of the lease, uh, I like to give a bonus as well of a half month's rent if they're renewing the lease because they've done a great job. So it gives them a high five to good job on finding a good tenant. Yeah, and, performance, you know, yeah performance. Performance bonuses, bonuses are, are great. Are awesome. you know, it's uh, not only do you know, we hold them accountable to when they do something wrong, when, when they do something right, they get rewarded. It's, it's fair. It does work both ways. Welcome to the Big Fat Real Estate Checks Podcast with Marco Kozlowski, where we help investors like you get the knowledge and skills you need to replace your J-O-B with passive cash flow for life. Hey, Marco here. I really wanted to share with you our earlier podcasts that we created. Now, our mics were not the best, but the content was really strong, and I know you will learn a lot. We had an absolute blast recording this, and I know you're absolutely going to love it as much as we loved recording it. This extremely content-rich information will not only give you the edge in your real estate investing business, but in everyday life. Enjoy. Welcome back. In this episode, we're going to get into uh, interviewing uh, a property manager. I actually have a list of quite a few questions to ask. We're not going to go over all of them, but we're going to go over a handful of them to get you to uh, get a feel of the kinds of questions and why we're asking these kinds of questions uh, to make sure we have the best possible property managers in place at all times because uh, the quality of the uh, asset or the quality of the revenue that I'm going to receive is based on the quality of the management. If I have shitty management, bad things are going to happen. So uh, let's get things rolling. Yeah, so a couple of questions. We can start with the first one, which is how many rental units do you manage? You can ask that to the property manager. Why do you want to know? Uh, two reasons. One, if they don't manage enough units, so if they only manage 10 units in the area, then obviously they're considered inexperienced or not enough experience to be able to, to manage your property. You want someone with a lot more experience than that. But at the same time, if they manage, you know, 1,500 units in your area, then maybe at that point you get lost in the shuffle too as a customer and they may be getting in and over their heads and you may not be getting the proper attention or your property may not be getting the proper attention. So too little is not good. Too many is also not so good. You just need the, the right amount of units. We feel like anything between 200 and 600 units is kind of, you know, the right place where a property manager should be if you're going to hire them. It's kind of a Goldilocks theory, you yeah. know, not too hot, not too cold, but just right. In the middle. Yeah, right in the middle. Next, how do they collect rents from the tenants? Uh, like we said in one episode, you know, there's a couple of things. There's, there's three things that can kill you. And one of them is management and management that steals from you or that doesn't collect the rent or uh, let's uh, tenants get away with, you know, I'll pay next week. It's okay, this and that. So that's very important. So I want to know how they pay and what their policy is around that. Ideally, in, in most of my properties, they pay by money order. But ideally, what you want is to set up uh, automatic ACH draws from the tenants. And again, this is going to depend on the asset class. If you're dealing with mobile home parks, that's probably not going to be possible because of the clientele you have there. But you could still do money orders on that where there's a no cash policy. And if the property manager enforces that saying, hey, we don't accept cash on the premises. Or checks for that matter. You don't want anything that can bounce really. Well, that's why you you, you get them to go. We get uh, on our park. We get them to go to uh, uh, Walmart or Winn-Dixie. It's $1. They get a, a certified check. Yeah. So with that, Number one, the management that's that's on if, if they are on premises, it's, it's safety for them because they don't want to walk mm-hmm. around with all this cash on the first of the month. And number two, there's there's a record for the tenant and there's a record for us showing that they did make that payment. But ideally, what you want for the larger properties, or sophisticated properties with a management company in there, is they want to do automatic. Uh, deductions from their bank account directly each month. And there are certain locations as well where you could, they could pay their uh, their actual rent 
at Walmart, and it links to the software that uh, is used. So those services as well, where it becomes a lot more hands-off. So instead of having to go and get a money order, they can just go uh, to a Western Union or a Walmart, or in some cases, 7-Eleven, and uh, they punch in the code and it automatically goes into, in real time, into the software that you can, you know, the manager and you as the ownership mm-hmm. can see who's paying and, you know, who's late and who's who's supposed to be there and who isn't. Very important. Yeah, I believe Walmart actually has, uh, they have Western Union, but they also have another software connection where they connect with the several other banks. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. yes, you have a code and it goes directly to your bank account. So that's good for uh, record keeping. Yep. Very good. So yep. no cash. No cash. Zero cash. cash. We never want to take cash. Cash grows legs. And uh, it's also for a safety reason. Uh, Imagine uh, you're in a mobile home park and it's the first of the month and, you know, there's 100 units and, you know, it's 700 bucks a month. Uh, That's, you know, it's a lot of cash. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, it could be, you know, $50,000 in cash um, in one space. And if someone, you know, decides to break in and, you know, shoot somebody, no, it, 50 it's, grand, it's it's possible. So we don't want cash at all. And it's, insurance uh, doesn't cover cash. It, we, we, we don't want cash. <laughs> it's no, safety it's a, for everybody. Yeah. For the manager, for uh, the tenants, uh, for, for you as the ownership, for the uh, for the ma- management company. Yep. No. No cash. Ever. No. None. We're good. We're, We're good. good. Next. What's next? Fees. What kind fees. of fees do you charge? And yes. more importantly, what does your fee include? Because you'll notice that a lot of property managers will charge you, you know, 10% to collect the rent. But then they're going to charge you, you know, an upcharge on maintenance. They're going to charge you to find you a new tenant. They're going to find you to go do inspections in the units. They'll charge you for every single thing that they can do. And uh, you have to know that up front because that's going to factor into your, your calculations as to whether or not your property is going to be, be profitable or not. And uh, remember that everything's negotiable. So what they tell you up front is just for your information. And then you can go into uh, negotiating with them to make sure you get that you get that to the lowest possible amount. But typically what you want is a property manager is going to charge you obviously to collect the rent. You want them to also take care of signing all the leases, finding new tenants for you. Uh, you know, helping them move in. Uh, also, inventory. If uh, if your property is furnished, that they want to make sure what's in there before the new tenant walks in, what's there when they leave, and make sure that that's even. And if there's any deficiencies, that you're aware of them. Anything else on that part? Well, you know what? Fees? I'm glad you brought that up. With uh, we have a, a sheet that we do at our a property, checklist. which is well, it's a move-in inspection report where yeah. the property manager does a walk through with the tenants, and it's just a checklist of certain items, and it has good repair scratch. Yeah. damage or whatever and they take all this off and you and they have the uh, the tenant sign off on it with with the manager at that time and then with that when they move out we have a move out inspection period and we do the exact same thing so that if there is any deficiencies we hold <clears throat> security deposits exactly. for them and we have evidence that you know hey you marked off on this move in and uh, now you know there is some scratches or damages to certain units that need to be replaced mm-hmm. so we're going to retain your your deposit for that so that's a very important part that uh, some don't actually do that no a lot of people don't do that and uh, but just another point I want to add is typically the percentage that they charge is on collected rent is an important sort of follow-up question to that is are you charging rent on vacant units so if there's no tenants are they charging you so sometimes you'll get property managers will say well we're going to charge 10 percent of collected rent but if there's no tenant we'll charge you a flat fee of 50 bucks per unit 
for the ones that have no rent. Now that's counterintuitive for you, the owner, because it, you know basically the property manager has really no incentive to go Correct. out there and find you someone else to be in there because even if the 50 bucks is less than you know, maybe they're getting 70 bucks if they're charging 10% of $700 rent. While they don't have to deal with someone, they don't have to deal with, with, a, with a human and they're still collecting $50. So it's probably a, a safer trade-off for them. And that's actually guaranteed income all the time. So, you know, you, that's one thing that, at least in my case, I never want to see that. Yeah, we don't want to incentivize for uh, sloppiness or even repairs. I know so many people that, hey, I only pay 4% for management, 5% for management. Mm -hmm. And that's not bad, but remember that the management company has to be able to eat. And if the, if you're, they're only charging you 5% or 6% for management fees, I'm pretty sure that they're marking up all the maintenance cost, which is actually way more mm -hmm. than what you would have paid at uh, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10% on the management uh, fees. So I want, to, I want to be clear with the management company. I don't mind paying for the first year because that's usually the, the hardest year. Yeah. I'll pay you 10% the first year, then it's going to go to nine or eight, or and then we're just going to keep going uh, down, usually till around seven and a half, depending on the size of the units and the, how many units there are in the complex. But I'm okay with paying them 10, but I don't want uh, one penny to be marked up on any repair invoice or because labor. or labor, because you know then you're they're being incentivized to fix, fix things where they're paid when things break. And also something to be uh, worried about. I don't know if we have this uh, covered in here, but in the sort of the short list that we have, but this has happened too many times where they say, well, listen, um, if something breaks, we're up to $200 or, or $50 or hundred bucks. We're not going to call you. We're just going to go ahead and fix it. Um, seems reasonable, right? So mm -hmm. you're not getting call, call, call. Well, what can happen is, okay, well, change light bulb, hundred bucks, change this hundred bucks. We went in and changed this and then this and then this and then this. So they're charging like $600, which is the entire month's rent on something that only cost 25 bucks because they went in and did it on a different instance every single time. And it's in the agreement that they can do this. And you know, that's dangerous. very shady and it's, it's dangerous, but they could do that. So be aware on set parameters and rules around it's a hundred dollars per, you know, per instance per month per, uh, per unit. So their budget is a whole hundred bucks in a whole month per unit uh, without them having to call. So that way, if it happens multiple times, you instantly get alerted. And if they do it without your permission, uh, you can unwind that and say, well, that's on you. Mm -hmm. Our agreement says once per unit per month and you exceeded that. So sorry. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. On the smaller properties, actually, you can make a clause in, in the agreement where it's 200 or $400 for the whole property complex, depending on the number of units. So they can't exceed 300 or 200 for that particular whole mm -hmm. property unless yep. it's written consent by, by yourself or the other or the owner uh so that's another one but yeah i just don't want i don't you can get nickel and dimed very quickly on maintenance calls so yeah. be very careful with that and on that note with fees so if you do have a management company that's based on um, gross revenue and so if it is on gross revenue to take a percentage what they could do to increase not only the you know they're going to nickel and dime you on on maintenance and all that but what they could do is start filling up units with unqualified tenants yes and what happens when you have unqualified tenants number one you're not going to get paid for the rent and when that happens it's going to cost you to evict them and one of the questions you would ask is, do you have a, a, an eviction warranty? So if you brought someone in and you didn't screen them prop, uh, properly, and part of the screen and part of their job is to screen, do you get recompensated for the money you paid them? So if you have, you know, 15 people that they brought in, but they were all delinquent, do you now guaranteed? Are you going to pay for the eviction? I think we had something very similar where the property management company they do have. It was a park, I think, in in, in Florida. Uh, one of your mentees, and they, they had four people there not paying. 
and the management company doesn't evict them. They want extra money for that. But they're the ones who brought them in. Yeah, that doesn't make So now sense. you're out of pocket two, three hundred dollars, which is a typical well, eviction. Plus not paying of rent, plus, plus damages. Rent. That's plus, just plus, 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 that's plus, for plus. the court costs. And, and, and loss of revenue and ads for the new yeah. tenant to get in there. And, yeah, because and then they're gonna get paid for everything they do. So you know, they're incentivized to put in shitty tenants because yeah. they don't give a shit. They're gonna get paid no matter what happens. So and, yeah, so that's not the kind of management company that you want. Well, but that's why you asked them, do you have some kind of eviction warranty or screening warranty? If yeah. you bring a, a bad apple in and they're not paying, number one, we want to be re-compensated re for yes. the money that we paid you, the percentage, which is 10%, 8%, plus you pay for the eviction. Yes. So it puts the onus on them. Hey, let's make sure we get quality tenants in there. Right. So that's one thing that I would definitely ask there for. Has to, yeah. There has to be a consequence and accountability if they do something wrong. Yeah. So just like our contracts, we have accountability to the seller and we hold them accountable to what they're supposed to give us we ask uh, for the exact same thing from our uh, our management team as well yeah and um, are we done with that we're done with that so, right? yeah. Yeah. so mm -hmm. another important question is uh under what circumstances can you cancel the agreement so mm -hmm. what are the terms typically to cancel the agreement typically we see 30 days notice uh, from either party whether they want to stop or you want to stop uh, but just make sure you go over that so that there is no uh, hefty penalties for you if you know you don't respect that time frame uh, some will just will put 90 days in there which is extremely long especially in the context that if you find out that property management is uh, doing some shady things they're stealing from you or uh, or it's, I mean, they're doing something that's not kosher 90 days is a really really long time and, and some have a year yeah. and you don't want to do that you want to have uh, there's zero chance that we're going to stay together married for a year if you if don't have a track record correct right. if you're not okay with a 30-day uh, ousting period then and on the other ask. on the other end if they give you 30 days notice because a lot of people think well if I'm have to give them only 30 days then it's the same for them then i'll be stuck with no pro property management company you'll this is why we recommended on other episodes that you have to be able to have three property managers that are willing to go right away and take over your property because if a scenario happens where you have to let someone go immediately or if somebody decides that they're closing shop and they're not working anymore that you can replace them uh while uh, minimizing the damage to your property because you know you're not going to be there you're not going to be flying there to manage the property somebody needs to be there to manage the property yeah. Actually, on that note, I put on one of my property management uh, agreements where uh, if it is a longer term, like a six month term, I have triggers on where I can eliminate them with a five day notice. So if they fraud, I, I, well, it's, it's fraud stealing, but also uh, if the uh, the interest of the tenant, it doesn't come first sure. or if they don't do certain actions. So going back to the accountability, if they don't do this, this and that, I can terminate within within a five day notice. But I could tell them which one that they breached or didn't do uh, just to get you because you don't want them for three months or, or 90 days notice. Why would you want someone for another 90 days notice after stealing That's or 60 right. day notice? That's bullshit. Well, I want them out today. Yes, um, so I put trigger points in, uh, in in my agreement where basically saying if the interest of the tenant is not uh, uh, up front, if if, uh, if they're stealing, theft, uh, underreporting, uh, things like that, that nature, it's only a five day notice and they're gone. Mm -hmm. That's anything, it. anything that really doesn't serve the greater good of the uh, of the project, basically. Yeah. Yep. If, right. if anyone is sabotaging anything with the project, then they need to go. They need to be removed immediately. Yeah. Whether so, it's a tenant or it's a manager or it's a contractor or anyone at all, anyone that is not there to really add as much value as possible to the project, they need to go mm -hmm. quickly. Yeah, for sure. Just look at it that way.
what steps do they take to market the property? So we don't want lazy management. Management's there. They're basically your your eyes and boots on the ground. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're to maximize your revenue, your, your rents, and to make sure that the tenants that are there remain there and they're happy there. And you know, when you do have vacant, you're never going to be 100%. You know, some seasons you may be 100%, but you want to try to maximize that. So what did they do? That would I would ask them, what do you do specifically to market for these units when they are vacant? And, and you know, I would ask them for a list. Where do you advertise? What do you put in the advertisement? What, quali- what kind of qualifications do they have to have um, at least meet two months of income? I mean, rent in their income. Uh, do they have to be in employment for at the same place for six months? So I want to know that criteria because I want to know the type of people going into my property. And again, this is going to change by asset class. It's going to change by location too. Yeah. By location as well. Yeah. So, and if they don't have an active marketing plan, then uh, then honestly, you know what? That's part of their, a major component. And if they don't have it, I won't pick them to be honest with you. Because yeah. I don't want to be putting ads out there. I don't want to be screaming it's, to it's people. It's not your job. It's no, their it's job. It's, that's what they get paid for. And they get paid to find a new tenant. They actually get, um, that's another yeah, fee that they get is they could either get the full, uh, the actual yeah. full month's rent. Sometimes half it's month. half month's rent. Uh, on the anniversary of, of the of the lease, uh, I like to give a bonus as well of a half month's rent if they're renewing the lease because they've done a great job. So it gives them a high five to... Good job on finding a good tenant. Yeah, and, performance. You know, yeah, performance. Performance bonuses, bonuses are, are great. Are awesome. you know, it's uh, not only do you know we hold them accountable to when they do something wrong. When when they do something right, they get rewarded. It's it's fair. It does work both ways. And you know we just want the right people for the right project. And, you know have the best results. That's I, it. I think we we have time for one more. Sure, okay, sure. Right. Right. Let's I think I like what I like to ask, and this is maybe the CPA and me. But what kind of reporting do we get at the end of each month, or you know a few days after the, the end of the month? So who's paid rent? Who hasn't paid rent? Who's who's behind? We have late fees also. So if someone's behind, what are the late fees? Have they been collected? What are the expenses that were spent? So if there was any repairs and maintenance for that month, all that so that on our end, you know, we're able to build a financial statement for presentation, whether it's to the lender, whether it's to potential investors that that are investing with us. Uh, But we need to know what's going on. And the numbers are also a good way for you to compare and see if there's uh, any trends going on in, in your property. So if you can get these numbers on a monthly basis and you start noticing that collected rent is going down, then that there's a question that you can ask your property manager. Uh, otherwise, if you see that rent keeps going up, then maybe that's a good point or a good time to start talking about those bonuses we're talking about the performance bonuses uh, and and again the maintenance as well if you see that maintenance is trending in one way or another then you can react but if you don't have any of that information then it's there's no way for you to actually know what the, the condition of your property is in at least the financial condition of the property and what can't be tracked can't be improved so remember that so we want to track you know what's the revenue what are the expenses uh, what's the occupancy uh, is it going up is it going down mm-hmm. um, you know are we spending too much much on maintenance is that being overspent uh if there are maintenance issues uh what's causing these maintenance issues uh, if it's always from one tenant then it's probably better to get rid of that tenant yeah. um you know we look at these things these are all things that you should be looking at and i've said this before you have to mind your own business this is your business and again it might sound wow this is so overwhelming but once you have a checklist you know we have everything checklisted we 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 have all this very or- well organized if you can follow directions and you can follow a recipe you can do this. None of us knew what the hell we were doing when we first started. And none of us, well, at least I didn't have me when I first started. You know, mm-hmm. you had the benefit of at least having my templates mm-hmm. and, you know, are, we're constantly improving these things. I, I love to get better, but you're in a potentially great position to just cheat. Look over our shoulders and go, yeah. you know, this is, I want this. I and want you're that. allowed to. And we're <laughs> I'm like okay school, with it. You're not yeah, allowed to cheat. Exactly. It's, it's cheats. Well, you're, you're, like you said, yeah. if you're trying to full time, why try to learn this on your own when we have, others have gone through 
this and they can help you. And that's what mentors and coaches and everyone are for. And, and mm-hmm. just teachers and other people that have done it. Senseis. It's, Sensei means someone that's already been there. Yes. So it, you cheat. But I guess, you know, when you're in school, cheating is a bad thing. But shit, if my little Mikey has the right question, I'll, I mean, the right answer, yeah, I'll, I'll copy off him. That's that's how business works. Yeah. Find the, the best consultant and you tell, ask them what to do and they tell you what to do. And yeah. you get those results. So... You know, find someone that you can align yourself with that has the answers that can help you with all this stuff. And of course, um, we're always for hire. Mm-hmm. And if this is something you'd like to help, help have us help you with, let me know. Marco at MarcoKozlowski.com. And uh, we'll take care of you as best we can. That's that. Hopefully that was helpful. And yeah. we'll see you on the next episode. If you like this episode of Big Fat Real Estate Checks, then show some love by leaving a comment and a good rating. Also, as a thank you for tuning in today, we've got a special free gift. The journey to passive cash flow for a life starts by finding deals, and it's easier than you think. Simply go to getdealsbytuesday.com, enter your email address, and we'll send you a free quick start course called Deals by Tuesday. Even if it's 11 p.m. Monday night, this course will show you how to find discounted real estate deals by Tuesday. It's that fast and simple. Go to GetDealsByTuesday.com and start your journey toward life-changing cash flow today. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you on the next episode. Mm